0: Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. As you open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 3, would you say this with me? Today I receive the word of God, the prophet me, reproof me, convict me, and instruct me to righteousness that I may become perfect and thoroughly furnished. On oh, no, all good works. You just quoted 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. One of the things that the Lord's put on my heart to share with you today is learning how to operate in the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. One of the things that John the Baptist said here in Matthew chapter 3, starting with verse 1: In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent. Now, repent is maybe a newer name or a newer word that they begin to use at this time in the history of people following God. But repent basically means to return back to God. You know, God said to him many times in the Old Testament, when you turn away, turn back. That's what he meant, repent, turn back. We should always be turning towards God. And I know that some scholars say, well, now repent means to be turning away from. I get that. But when you're turning towards God, aren't you turning away from? I mean, it's the same thing, you know. You know, so many times in life we can get distracted. We can get disappointed. we, We can feel like maybe God's not in our lives. Or we can let certain things into our lives where, you know, all of a sudden God's not first in our life. And so he's saying repent. Come back to God. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven. Now, anywhere you see the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God, they're interchangeable. They basically mean the same thing. So he said the kingdom of heaven. And then after Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, here in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, after he was tempted in the wilderness, it said from that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So we see something here, that the kingdom of heaven is available to us. Well, when Nicodemus came to Jesus at night, he said, you know, what must I do to, you know, uh, inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, unless you're born again, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And so obviously God wants us to experience his kingdom here on this earth. Now, when we begin to understand kingdom understanding, what we have to understand is that When we are a citizen of a kingdom, then we have the rights of being citizens of that particular kingdom. Now, we don't call the United States the kingdom of the United States, but we call it the United States. And as a natural born, or if you came to the United States and you became a citizen here, you have these unalienable rights as a citizen of the United States. You have certain rights that are given to you because you are a part of, if we could say it this way, the kingdom of the United States. And so you have these rights. Well, we are ambassadors of God, which means that we have these rights given to us in this particular kingdom. And the neat thing about this particular kingdom is that God set it up for us we don't have to earn it, but we receive it. And we receive it, and the door to this particular kingdom is through Jesus Christ, and we receive it through faith and knowing that Jesus has already made a provision for all these wonderful things that are in the kingdom of God. Now, in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, Paul said something here The kingdom of God's not eat or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so what is righteousness? Well, righteousness is being in right standing with God. But it's more than that. Because when you're in right standing with God, then you have the right to receive from God. John 1, 12, Jesus said, as many as received him, he gave him the power in the King James. And it means the right or the authority to become the sons of God. So therefore, you are now grafted in or adopted into God's family, and you are part of his kingdom. Well, not only has he given you that right, but you now have the right to receive from God. Not only are you righteous, but you have the ability to receive these rights that Jesus died for you to receive, And so part of the righteousness part of it is knowing that you're in right standing with God because a lot of times people don't receive from the Lord because they don't feel like they're good enough. Well, none of us are good enough, but Jesus became sin in order that we may become the righteousness of God. So the penalty has been paid for. So we are now in right standing. Tell your neighbor, you're in right standing with God. You know, the truth is you're not in any more right standing with God than Jesus is. In other words, you are in the same right standing with God as with Jesus. Doesn't the Bible say that we are seated with him Amen. in heavenly places? Well, is Jesus right with God? Amen. Well, then you're right with God. Amen. Think about that because he's in you and you are in him. So it's righteousness, peace, and the word peace, it has a lot more than just, you know, being a place where it's restful and quiet and and uh, relaxing, but peace means to be complete, is really the best definition for peace. When they when we say, you know, in our Christian lingo, you know, hey, bless you, you know, which means you know, hey, may the blessing of the Lord come upon you. That's wonderful. We're like, yeah, that's that's wonderful, you know, and we say it, you know. Sometimes we say it, we don't really mean it. We just say it. It's a good, uh, you know. Uh, Cliché, is that the right word I'm looking for, right? All right, anyway, but, but when you really mean it, hey, I bless you, you know, something goes into motion. Well, the Jewish custom is the same thing for shalom. It means the same thing in a sense, be complete in God. That's kind of like being blessed. you. So shalom or peace. And so the word peace in the New Testament <clears throat> is derived from some of the same words that we see in the Old Testament in the area of peace or shalom. So the kingdom of God's not eat or eat or drink or meat or drink. It's not what we eat. It's not what we wear. It's not about that. But it's about righteousness, being in right standing with God. It's about being complete. God wants you whole. He made you whole. And also joy. You know, we heard a, a, just a powerful message last week. I know Vicki and I were like, oh, I'm so thankful for that message that Barry Tubbs brought last week about reminding us, you know, be joyful as you're waiting for the manifestation of what you're believing God for. You know and and in in my devotions i was just reading through some things and i stumbled on this particular scripture and i believe it's in colossians and it says do all things without murmuring or complaining you know and as i was looking at that particular scripture i'm not sure it was the lord but i certainly got this thought strong enough to believe that it could have been from god and and i just felt like the lord said and that means don't complain to me either Well, sorry, sometimes I complain, you know. I'm trying to not complain, but uh, once in a while it happens. Hello, am I the only one that has ever made that mistake? I'm glad I'm in good company. So, you know, whenever you're reading through the Word of God and Jesus says the kingdom of God is like. So go with me to Matthew chapter 25, you know, and a word that Brother Jerry got for the body of Christ. For this year is maximum results, highest level attainable. Now, we, all, we, all, we almost inevitably put number signs to that, which is good, nothing wrong with that, but you know what? I want the maximum results in everything that I do. You know, we had an evangelistic outreach this last weekend. You know, and I haven't heard the reports. But, you know, I want the maximum results that we can possibly get from going out and witnessing the people. I want the maximum results out of our academy. I want the maximum results, you know, in some of the other outreaches and small groups that we do. and I want the maximum uh, uh, results in the area of missions. I want to see maximum results in everything we do. I don't know about you, but I want to see the maximum results. You know, um, I... uh, I'm really working on it. I, I, I mean, I, I just, I just, it's just so hard for me to abide by the speed limit. <laughs> That's why I fly. <laughs> There's no speed limits up there. But it's really, really hard for me. And, and, and I'm really working at abiding by the, by the speed limit. It's really, really hard. I'm like, Lord, this is really, really difficult. Because I'm in a vehicle and I'm not using the maximum results. If I ever do get pulled over, I'm going to tell the officer it's biblical. I'm supposed to get maximum results out of this thing. I wouldn't try it if I were you, but I probably won't either. But anyway, I I won't get pulled over because I'm really trying to, oh, it's so hard. But anyway, let's move on. Grace, grace, my wife said. She said, get back to preaching and quit meddling. But anyway, so here in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. So let's just stop right there. Some of you know the parable, but we'll explain it to those who are still learning the word of God. The kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country. Well, didn't Jesus, wasn't he crucified, dead, and buried? Wasn't he raised up? Didn't he ascend to the right hand of the Father? All right. And he called who? His what? Not just servants. His own servants. Those who were a part of him. See, he has called you, and then it says, and he delivered his goods to them. He has called you to deliver his goods to you. I'll try that again. His purpose for your life is so that he can give you his goods. He has called his own servants. He has called you to give you his goods. What he has. Think about it. And this is why this parable is more important to us now because what we do with what he gives us is going to determine whether we're going to get the maximum results or not. And he gave, so, and to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to, his own ability and immediately he went on a journey now pastor isn't that favoritism how come he gave one five and one two and one one well because the one with five had developed himself to be able to receive five he developed himself he educated himself you know uh somebody said that you know knowledge is power you know and I believe that because the Bible says we perish for the lack of knowledge. so knowledge is power. and so this one according to his own ability, how did he get his own ability? Well, he must have he must have worked on some things, he must have educated himself, he must have spent some time developing some understanding about some things and then the second one he gave to <clears throat> according to his own ability or his ability, And that word ability means, that's exactly what it means. It means the power that you have developed within yourself. How do you do that? Through education. You know, we should always be learning. Thank you for that thunderous amen. We should always be learning, always trying to learn more, especially about the knowledge of God. Amen. And then one according, uh, and to each one according to their own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. And then he who had received the five talents went and traded them and made five other talents. What was he doing? He was using his ability. See, God can multiply what he has given you if you'll use your ability. Oh, I need something supernatural from the Lord to make this thing happen. No, you just need to go do what God told you to do. Oh, I need a special miracle. Pastor Tom, can you pray for me? Well, I'll pray for you, but you just need to go do what God told you to do. It says that for those who are obeying shall eat the good of the land. And so all we have to do is just listen to what God's telling us to do and go forth. Go forth. Go forth with it. Bring forth. I like that. So then he who had received five traded and made another five. Likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, how many of you really would think it would be wonderful if Jesus just came back today? I just sometimes I think that would be so wonderful. But it's not time yet. It's been a long time. I remember when I first got saved, you know, uh, Jesus come back. I remember in 1987, 87 reasons why Jesus was coming back in 1987. Remember that? And then 1988, 88 reasons why he didn't come back in 1987. You know. I remember when, when I went down to Fort Worth, Texas for that period of time, you know, and they were Rebuilding the freeways. Well, you know, I went down in Texas in 1983. I still go visit. They're still rebuilding freeways down there. But they were rebuilding their freeways, and they said, well, we're going to have this done by this time, this time, you know. And, and I told my friend, I said, well, Jesus will be back by then. Won't even need that freeway. Well, he didn't come back then. It's been a long time. But he's coming back. Amen. Don't give up. He's coming back. Listen, we're seeing signs get closer and closer all the time. Don't give up. He's coming back. After a long time, the, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, "Lord, you delivered me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents besides them besides them." And he said, "Well done, good and faithful servant." So the only time God ever said well done was to somebody who increased with what was given to him. Are you getting that? Yeah. The only time you see well done, good and faithful servant was when somebody increased with what was given him. I'll make you ruler over many things enter into the joy of your lord. He who had also received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents besides them. And his Lord said to him, well done. Another increase here. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received one talent came to him and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. Now, I've got that underlined in my Bible, and I'm going to explain why I do here in just a minute. Reaping where you have sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. And went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. This is kind of concerning to me because I think, you know, he's just giving back what the Lord gave him. But what he didn't realize is he didn't possess what the Lord gave him. The one with the five, he possessed it. Hey, this is mine. And I'm going to do something with it. The one with the two, he possessed it. Hey, this is mine. I'm going to do something with it. But the one with the one said, it ain't mine. And I'm not going to do anything with it. He was afraid. hit in the ground. Look, here's what's yours. But the Lord answered him said, you wicked. Now let's stop right back there and go back to this place where I got underlined in my Bible here in verse 24. Knew you to be a hard man. How come he knew the Lord to be a hard man? These other two guys didn't say that. You're really a hard man? You gave him something? You gave him your own goods and he's a hard man? In other words, he got a wicked report. He dwelled on a wicked report. He had listened to wrong things about God or about this Lord. There's a type and shadow being God here. He heard some wrong things. And so he was absolutely right when he said wicked because wicked is a misleading report that discredits the person that you're reporting about. Well, he nailed it. Man, you're Wicked. Dude, you got, you've been listening to the wrong things. You've been meditating, you know, you've been meditating on the wrong things. And now you've said it out of your mouth that I'm hard. And then I'm difficult. That's wicked. You know, God's not hard. He's not difficult. And it says the way of the transgressor is hard. But God's way is easy. His burden is light. So he really nailed this guy when he said, you wicked. And then he said this, and you're lazy. (laughs) Well, I tell you, when I get to heaven, I don't want to hear those two words. (laughs) Break forth. Break forth. Lazy servant. You knew that I reaped where I've not sown and gathered where I've not scattered seed. So shouldn't you have at least Deposit my money with the bankers at my coming. I would have received back my own with entrance. All right, take it away from them. Take it away. Boy, that's hard. Why? Well, you're not going to do anything about it. You're not going to repent. He's not going to change his mind. His attitude's already made up. God said, well, if that's how you feel about it, I'll give it to somebody else. Ever feel that way? Sometimes you gave something to somebody and they're like, ugh. What good is this to me? Well, give it back. I'll give it to somebody else. I've never felt that way. Oh, I probably need to repent now, don't I? But anyway, for to everyone who has, now you have to understand you've got to go back. He's already given you what you need. So you have it. You have everything that you need. It's right here in this Bible. Everything you need. 2 Peter 1.3, according to his divine power, he's given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Isn't that what the word says? He's already given it to you. So we have to learn by faith how to receive it and walk in the manifestation of it and trust God with it. But he's already done this. I mean, he knew you before he created the foundations of the world. He already knows what you need. He already knows what he has in store for you. He already knows how he wants to bless you. There's been a few times where Thinking and I, we've wanted to bless somebody, do something for him, buy a present or something, you know, and we're so excited about this gift, you know, and giving it to him, and we never, ever got connected to him. We're never able to connect with them or get the gift to them for some reason or another. It's only happened once or twice in our life, not very many times. You know, I so disappointed. Oh, man, I always wanted to, you know, do that for that person. Always wanted. Boy, it just never happened. You know, how does God think when he's got, he's thinking, man, I create you from the foundations of the world, and I've got some things for you, but you never connected to him. Hmm. Come on, somebody we got to connect to him right. to receive what he has for us. Am I doing okay this morning? Yeah. All right. It's a year of maximum results, isn't it? That's what I'm going for. Right. So he said, therefore, take it from him. For everyone who has, so you have, more will be given, and will have abundance. Abundance. Tell your neighbor, Abundance. Tell your other neighbor, abundance means abundance. abundance. You'll have abundance. You'll have it. God wants you to have abundance. This is part of his kingdom blessing for you. This is part of being in the kingdom of God is to have an abundance. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Isn't that right? More than you can ask or think. For him who does not have, even will be taken away, or for everyone who has, more will be given, and he'll have more of abundance, but him who does not have. And see, what was it with that man? In his mind, even though it was given to him, he still didn't think he had it. Now, Barry said something last week, and And, uh, you know, I'm in agreement with him that he's going to receive, he's going to win the publisher, clearing house. I'm in agreement. But he's in agreement that I'm going to win too, you know. Not sure how I'm going to win the lottery because I don't usually buy a ticket. But, you know, all things are possible with God, right? I could find a ticket underground or something, you know. Anyway, but we'll move on from there. But you know, sometimes when there's a promise made, this is gonna happen. Most of us believe that promise. For instance, this is a hypothetical example. Tell your neighbor, this is a hypothetical example. If I said after service, we're gonna go to whatever car lot you wanna go to, you pick out whatever car you want, and then when the doors open, They'll be paid for, and the title being in your name. What would you do? You'd tie a yellow ribbon around that old oak tree, wouldn't you? <laughs> That's mine. Don't miss it, Pastor. That's mine. That's the one. Yeah, you would. You'd go out, and you'd do something about it. Man, I'm getting, you'd, you'd call up, I'm getting a new car. I'm getting a new car tomorrow. What time are you going to be home? I'm going to be driving it, take you out to lunch, my new car, but you don't even have it, but you would act upon it if it wasn't a hypothetical example, and you knew I said that to be true, I mean, you'd be like, shut the service down, Pastor, will you? <laughs> well, this is the way we need to be with the Word of God. We have all these promises in God's word Mm -hmm. because we're in his kingdom. And the kingdom of God is not just about increase. Kingdom of God is about walking in divine health. Mm -hmm. That's God's plan for your life, to be an overcomer in this life. Psalms 91, they that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my strong tower, my God in him will I trust. As long as we're under that umbrella, or if we could say it like this, as long as we're in that kingdom, as long as we're participating in his kingdom according to his kingdom principles, then we'll get those kingdom results. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for those kingdom results. How about you? I want to see what God has for me. You know, I want to be what God says I can be. I want to go where God says I can go. I want to do what God says, you know, I can do. I'm not satisfied with where we're at. You know, and and this is a blessed ministry. You know, God's done some very supernatural things for this ministry. No doubt about it. But you know what? I'm not done yet. You know, I, I, I'm not finished yet. You know, I want to change this city. I want, I want to see this city get back to its roots. Amen. For those who don't know this, Columbia means the city of the dove. I'm, I, I want revival. Yes. You know, I, I want to see revival in our county. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking for a move of God. And I'm looking for these other words that have been spoken over us to come to pass. And so what are you you doing in the meantime, Pastor? Well, I'm doing what I can do, doing what I've been called to do, studying, praying, believing God, reaching out to other people as I can. I reach out to a lot of pastors during the week, minister to them. I'm doing what I can do. I can't make this thing happen. I I can't build the city, you know. I, I mean, you know, I had this thought. What if somebody walked up to you and said, well, what do you need? Well, I'd like to build an academy. How much do you need? $10 million. Can you ask somebody for $10 million? Well, the reason why I know it's going to manifest because I can. I can ask somebody for $10 million if they ask me what I need, $10 million to build an academy. But there was a time I couldn't. Well, well, can we get a couple of computers for the school? Oh, no. No, I can ask for $10 million. That's why I, I just know that I know him, I know her. And I'm stepping out there because someday we're going to see it. Because this is the word of the Lord to us. You know, I'm being faithful to what he's given me, but he, he, you know, he's obligated to give me more. And here's the thing. When you're faithful to do what God's called you to do, he's going to promote you. Get up every morning, mow that same yard every week for the same amount of money. Yeah, Justin, I'm speaking to you. And God said, you're faithful. I'm going to give you a better account. Get ready. Get ready. The man of God spoke it over you. You begin thanking him for it. It's going to happen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God's doing some things in here. Ooh, I feel the spirit of God in this place right now. Hmm, hallelujah. God's doing something. Thank you, Lord. He's doing something. Anointing at a level the world's not familiar with. Wow. God's doing something right now. He's stirring you up right now. There's something moving in you. Glory to God. God. Am I not the God who destroyed the enemies with hail? removed every obstacle that was in the way of my plan for the children of Israel, well, I haven't stopped being God. And I plan on removing every obstacle that has hindered you from receiving my best for your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory God. Glory to God. You know, I'm not believing God for some millionaires to come to the church. (laughs) I've not prayed for one. I'm just praying for you to become a millionaire. If you're a tither, you know, could we receive a tithe of a million dollars that you make a month, $100,000 a month? Yeah, we we could receive that. I can see that happening. Amen. And we serve a big God. You know, he calls the stars by name. You know, And I love the Webb telescope. I mean, I love looking out there. And, you think there's other people on those planets? Not yet. I think someday we might be. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if God's going to increase me the way he wants to increase me, he's going to have to give me a planet someday. <laughs> One of the moons of Jupiter, the atmosphere is made so that you know, when it rains, it rains these great big, you know, I mean, huge. I'm talking some of them are the size of a house. Diamonds. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Diamonds. Thank you. you know, my wife was looking for a ticket for me to go to that moon. <laughs> Here's my wife stuck to that diamond that's bigger than a house. I mean, is anything too hard for our God? No. That's why I love that, you know, that, that telescope. It just proves the existence of God to me. I mean, it's just so awesome. Look at all these stars and all these planets he's made. I mean, we're getting out there a little bit. Talking about an increase. Some of you are going, man, I'm just believing getting my house paid for. You're talking about owning the planet. Well, we got to think big. We got to think big. If anything, that these last two or three months are the first of the year, especially for Vicky and I, and having the opportunity to go to Israel and, and, you know, some of the meetings that we got, to go to many, God's expanding us. Amen. You know, he's expanding us. You know, we're, we're, just, we're just talking about, you know. The only thing we can't get an agreement on is, you know, what color we're going to paint the rooms when we build them. You know, I, say, oh, I want it to look like this. No, I want it to look like that, you know. That's the only thing we can't get in agreement about. What's it going to look like on the outside? Well, I want metal roofs with solar panels. I don't want solar panels on the house. He does. I want solar panels. Anyway, I'm getting a meddling again. No, we're in agreement. God's building something in this house. But it starts with him building something in you. Amen? Amen? He wants you to dream big. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org, or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.